0: 30 Minute Reviews, I am Adam, and I did almost fuck that up again, and I did that a few weeks ago, on accident, not this time, not this time, I did not fuck it up, um, so Cinemacon, um, we have, what's it called, um, there's some news out of Cinemacon, and we're gonna address, a lot of it, probably not all of it, because it's gonna be most off the top of my head as I drive home. Um, but we'll try, I'll, I'll try my best to cover as much as possible. Now, we there was a little bit of you know shuffle that happened as a result, not as a result, but like in the general like area of this. So let's start with um, DC uh, number one, the Wonder Twins movie has been. Cancelled. That wasn't announced at CinemaCon because the Wonder Twins movie was not intended for theatrical release. It was intended for an HBO Max release. And this comes right after the casting of the kid who plays Archie. Kid, I think he's like my age or older. Um, But the the guy who plays Archie on Riverdale, he was cast as uh, one of the two. Obviously the male of the two in the Wonder Twins movie. And since then, you know, they have canceled the movie. And I think this is part of the restructuring at Warner Brothers. I think Discovery is looking at things now, and they're like, who the fuck wants a Wonder Twins movie? Um, we did talk a little bit about how the. What's it called? The. Um, like, the. What's what I'm looking for here? The. Uh, um, the projects they have at, at, at DC are not grabby, and the ones that they do have that do grab attention, they're not cancelling, and then, like, we've heard, like, there were rumors that Batgirl might be moving to theatrical, because the theatrical model is still very strong, as evidenced by this, and it's one of those things where it's, like, cancelling the Wonder Twins movie, not strictly CinemaCon-related, however, it was discussed around the time of CinemaCon. At the same time, there's also the departure of John Watts from the Fantastic Four movie, which... Here's the thing. John Watts just did three Spider-Man movies in five years. Um, Because Spider-Man Homecoming came out in 2017. 2019 was Far From Home. And then No Way Home in 2021. And considering there was a pandemic in the middle of that, that's... Unreal, And and he should be applauded for having that ability to get three movies out in a trilogy in that period of time. That is, you know, laudable. Um, And then for him to immediately go in and do another franchise, it seems like it's a a little much. Um, So it's understandable that he would want to step away. And, And from what I've seen, that is the entire reason why he's stepping away. It has nothing to do with creative differences or anything like that. It's just like, look, I, I spent all this time doing these movies and I want to take the time to go out and do my own thing. It's the same reason why the Russos have stepped away from Marvel for a little bit to do their thing, independent. Um, so, the, the issue is, um, let me see. Like, with that, I understand why he's stepping away. I'm, I'm totally, you know, I'm not holding that against him, he's doing what he thinks he needs to for his career, which is, you know, who could fault him for that, um, and then, Justin Lin has departed, um, Fast 10, or Fast X, the next Fast and the Furious movie, um, due to creative differences, as reported today, it appears that that may have something to do with, um, what's it called, that may have something to do with, uh, Vin Diesel, being a, what's it called, being a, a pain to work with, again, not something that I know firsthand, it's just an article I read this morning while I was getting ready to go to the DMV, and then to work, and it it is, if that's the case, it would not surprise me, um, and, uh, it it like, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, look, just don't be an asshole, people, um, they do have a new director, I don't remember his name specifically, I do know it is the guy who directed The Incredible Hulk for Marvel Studios as distributed by Universal. Um, that movie is, um, it's fine, it's perfectly passable, and he's the one who's, you know, if he's going to be doing this, it could be a good movie. And if there's one thing that can be said about working on that that movie, he knows how to work with someone um, who, who has a bit of an ego on them because allegedly Ed Norton has that giant ego as evidenced by his replacement in Avengers and beyond, where it's like, look, Ed Norton is no longer playing The Incredible Hulk. Um, now it's Mark Ruffalo. And it appears that, you know, if you need someone who's going to deal with someone with an ego and is willing to butt heads with someone who has an ego, it makes sense to, to put, you know, put him there. Um, so out of Sony, um, we are hearing things, this this may not be CinemaCon specific, it's just things that have been said in recent history, especially as the ramp-up happens for Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Sam Raimi um, has expressed a desire to do Spider-Man 4, as has the screenwriter of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, as has Tobey Maguire, as has Kristen Dunst. Um, which begs the question, when is this movie coming out? When is this movie coming out? Because at this point, If everyone involved wants to come back and do it, and the audience has an appetite for it, as evidenced by, um, Spider-Man, uh, what's-it-called Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, um, and you're gonna put, you know, hiatus for, um, before you do, you know, the sequel to No Way Home, it makes sense to me to, to throw, what's it called, To, to be like, look, here is, um, what's it called, here we're gonna do, uh, this movie, It also makes sense to do with Major Spider-Man 3. Um, now that you've seen that, just do it in conjunction with Marvel Studios, because it's obvious that Marvel Studios has a little bit better finger on the pulse when it comes to their movies being quality. That said, Venom 3 was confirmed, um, and there was a reshuffle of release dates around the Sony, uh, Marvel movies. Namely, I think, uh, Madame Web got moved up, um, it's also coming out next year, as is Morbius, um... This year's Spider-Man um, Across the Spider-Verse has been delayed to next year. And Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is part three of those movies, has been pushed into 2024, which feels like a fictional date. Um, so, with all of that going on, the the question becomes, you know, Venom 3 is, is happening for reasons. Um, I, I mean, look, I'm, not, I'm saying for reasons, but... Venom 2 was... Venom was not a good movie. Venom 2, or Let There Be Carnage, was an even worse movie. Um, I don't think you're going to get... Unless you're going to have Venom facing off against Spider-Man, I don't think you're going to get an interest in that movie. Um, So, look, let's see how it plays out, and let's see how it goes. I don't think there is the, the same level of interest in that. And there are so many other characters you can do movies with. Why are we doing you know, villains, why are we doing villain movies, you can do, you know, Spider-Man 2099, you can do a Miles Morales live-action movie, you can do, um, there, like, you know, you can do, like, Black Cat, you can do, like, there was that Black and Silver movie that was being kicked around for a while, and I'm like, oh, shit, that could be pretty cool, um, but no, that wasn't it either, and looking at broadly what's going on, I, I don't understand why we're, we're still doing this, um, maybe Discovery needs to acquire Sony and fix that too. Um, so, what else is there to address with with this uh, with, with what happened here? Uh, they showed off footage from Lightyear. They showed off footage from Multiverse of Madness. Um, so, uh, Disney didn't have a huge showing this year at CinemaCon um, because I don't think financially it behooves them to do that because it's not like they have to go in and worry about selling to exhibitors, like, hey, we need you to go and put Multiverse of Madness in theaters. We need you to put Love and Thunder in theaters. We need you to put Black Panther in theaters. I don't think they need to sell the exhibitors on that. I think the exhibitors are going to do it anyway. The, what, what, what Disney and, you know, Marvel and all of them need to do is they need to sell audiences on it. So for Disney, the bigger event is going to be D23 in August. And if D23 is going to be their big thing this year... It doesn't make sense to also do a big showing at CinemaCon. Um, so all of that said, you know, Disney, you know, showed off some cool things. They showed off the trailer for, um, Avatar The Way of Water, which will be the, you know... Which also works as a title to a Avatar The Last Airbender, um, sequel. Um, but that will be the... what's it called? That would have been a, a title that would also work for Legend of Korra. Um... But that will be the title of, you know, Avatar 2. They doubled down on the release date, which is going to be December 16th. Um, which, you know, based on from what I've heard from people who are at the event, I mean, not personally, but what I've read online, the the, result, the response has been fantastic to all of that. And if the response is that fantastic and if the movie is as good as it is, I mean, I'll see, uh, presumably, from what I've heard, the trailer is going to run before, um... Multiverse of Madness, so when I see Multiverse of Madness on on Thursday, that will be weighed into the, what's it called, that will be weighed into the thing, let's see how well it actually plays in a Dolby Cinema, you know, experience, Um, especially when we've now seen, like, Avatar was groundbreaking at its time, when they rerun Avatar in theaters in September, I am going to see it, but my question is, how well does it hold up? And the question for The Way of the Water is... Like... What we're going to be seeing in the trailer for Way of Way of the Water... Is going to be the... What's it called? It's going to be the... This is... The it, it, Like... Sometimes when you see a trailer, you'll see pre viz or not 100% completed CGI. At this point... That CGI is done. So this is what the movie's going to look like. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays... um, for audiences around the time Multiverse of Madness comes out this week Um, what else is there to address Um, Top Gun Maverick was screened and it played fantastically good for Tom Cruise I guess you know he needs another jet to jump off of Um, what else is there that happened in this movie or in in, in this exhibition um hmm Oh, Shazam moved release dates, but Shazam moving release dates was more of a response to, um, what's it called? It was more of a response to dealing with, uh, Disney not blinking off Avatar on December 16th, because originally December 16th, if you recall, was the release date for, um, what's it called? Um, that was a release date for, um, uh... What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, That was the release date for... uh, Aquaman. Aquaman was going to be opening against... um, What's it called? Uh, Against uh, Avatar. Rather than opening the two against each other they elected to, um, Aquaman got moved as part of the most recent reshuffle, where Aquaman would not come out this year, come out next March, um, and then they would move back Black Adam to, um, next year in, uh, they move Black Adam back to October, um, or late September into October, and then they would move Shazam from next year into this year in December. At the same time, they would have, um, And that would be opening against... This is... Certainly a move... This guy's doing right here... Um... Wow... That is something... Um... I just watched someone... Drive into oncoming traffic... So that way he wouldn't have to... Wait for the light... And, And he is not... An emergency vehicle... Or a police officer... Um... So that was certainly a maneuver... Um... So what else have we got? Um, So, yeah, so Aquaman, uh, I I think that there was a thought at DC that, like, this Avatar movie's not coming out, we're not moving off this spot, and I feel like it, like, for me, even, it was the same thing, where it's like, I will believe there is an Avatar 2 coming out after I see, um, when I'm sitting in the theater watching it, the same thing with The Flash, I will see The Flash movie, Uh, I will believe The Flash movie is coming out when I'm sitting in the theater And the movie starts to play, until which point I do not believe there's a Flash movie coming out. Um, And I think it's kind of the same—and it was kind of the same thing. I think even Warner Bros. is like, look, this movie's not coming out. Um, Not coming out on this date, at least. They're going to move it again. And I feel like now that they've seen that they are doubling down on this release date at CinemaCon, uh, which is where the exhibitors are going to find out what they're going to run— At that point, they're like, fuck it, we're not, we have to do it. Uh, there was a new trailer for Jurassic World Dominion that I did not watch. However, tickets are now on sale, and I, you know, I bought my ticket. Um, and I will be seeing it that opening weekend. Um, what else was there? Uh, I think the Bob's Burgers movie had something, um, and it was also well-received. Um, so that's cool, good for them. Um. Um. I think that basically covers what happened Um, I I thought one of the funniest moments I'm not even going to address the whole You know, thing with uh, Olivia Wilde and and Jason Sudeikis Uh, I think that the funniest moment Was that, you know The, what's it called Blumhouse does this big presentation For Firestarter, which opens Next week Um, But it's also not only Opening just on Peacock, it's not even opening just in theaters, it's opening on Peacock, and then they go out and they, and they, and they announce, like, you know, the day and date release model is dead, and they do this big thing to, to do that, and it's like, look, more power to you, whatever, but, you know, I think that, you know, the, the viewing have, like, look, the studios, you know, are gonna have their decisions to make regarding, you know, small to mid-range releases, um, for tent poles, it's not, it, they're not going to do tent poles day and date until there's another pandemic, um, or, you know, zombie apocalypse, or, you know, other thing that's going to keep us from going to a movie theater, um, and even then, they're just going to hold off on movies, they're not going to, it's not going to put them out in theaters until the pandemic, or whatever inhi- inhibition is there, is over, um, but for small and mid-range movies, they're just going to dump them on the streaming, I mean, they're going to sell the streaming to something. Like, look, there was a really good movie, animated movie last year, that did not get the attention. There were a few last year that did not get the attention they deserved. Um, But Encanto got all the attention. And it was because of shitty distribution practices. And I would say that is Ryan the Last Dragon, which was a perfectly fine movie. And very well done. And it got, you know, it got very little attention because it... I don't even know if it played in theaters. It was... Disney's, you know, premiere access, you had to pay $30 to watch it, and I paid $30 to watch it, and I'm like, well, is it worth $30 to watch this movie, if when it's going to go, gonna go on Disney Plus later? No. So, like, it didn't have that, where, you know, Encanto did. And then, um, the other one was, um, formerly known as Connected, but then eventually released as the Mitchells vs. the Machines. And The Mitchell's Versus Machines was a fantastic movie. It was my favorite... Oh, no, it wasn't my favorite animated movie of last year. Uh, it was my, my favorite animated family movie of last year. Um, and it was, you know... Because it, it is such a well-done little, like, self-contained family story set against a robot apocalypse with the sensibilities of Lord and Miller. It is so well done. And it's just... It, it's, it's, it's a beautiful movie. Um, and I, I was very surprised when they, when Sony sold it to, to Netflix, and then nothing came up, and then, like, you know, people just forgot about it, it didn't get its release, and and it didn't get its, the notoriety it deserved, um, it's just kind of disappointing when that happens, and I, I feel like, you know, looking at what happened with, um, what's it called, looking at what happened with, uh, that other one, um, what the fuck's it called, um, uh, fuck, uh, oh, Turning Red, which, you know, fizzled out very quickly after people watched it, um, it, it is, you know, like, if you look at, like, um, what the fuck was that movie called, um, uh, oh, Turning Red, that's what it was, um, Turning Red, um, fails, Um, at at having staying power Um, because it doesn't because it went to streaming only and there was no reason to put it to streaming only Uh, I've heard theories that it was designed to try and bolster Disney Plus subscription numbers Um, but at the end of the day if that's what you're doing and that's what you're going to do and you're going to pull the rug out from under people and be like look we're just going to put this movie directly to streaming and, and, and fuck everything else I feel like that's not a good system going forward. Um, I feel like that's not a good way to, number one, build morale. Number two, it's not a good way to, you know, to keep things going. And and look, there's going to be content for streaming. And there's going to be content um, for theatrical. But this idea of, you know, right before release, you know, after you've already sunk money into a marketing thing. Like... That's something that if I'm exhibitors, I would not be happy about. Where it's like, if I'm an exhibitor and I'm making... And it's like we have these theater standees for Turning Red. Like, I went to see a movie a few... Like, before Turning Red came out, in the weeks leading up to it, the weekend that Turning Red... Like, the week that Turning Red got announced to be going to to Disney Plus rather than going theatrical, they still had the theater standee up, right, when you walk in. And there's this giant theater standee of May as a what's it called um uh, you know turning into the giant red panda and that kind of thing like you know you are turning theaters into advertising for their mm-hmm. competitors um in the same way that like you know uh, it, it just kind of it's not good for the relationship between the exhibitor and the studio I think um and at the end of the day if that's going to be what they're going to do and they're going to do do this nonsense Feel like you're gonna have, you know, bigger issues going forward. Um so I think we'll wrap up there for today. Um, so let's see. So today is Monday. Uh, I recorded an episode this morning for Beware of Spoilers that I have not uploaded yet. Um, that is about the flash. I'm going to watch Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, on what's it called? On um on Hulu. And I'm going to catch up on that. Um And then we'll do that probably tomorrow. Oh no, wait, isn't tonight the new episode, or the the last episode of The Girl from Plainville? Um, which I may have multiple times referred to as The Girl from Plainview. Um, that might be tonight. If that's tonight, then we'll we'll have to reshuffle. But we'll see. We have a ton of stuff this week. We have, you know, the finale of Moon Knight, the finale of The Girl from Plainville, the, um the beginning of Under the Banner from Heaven, Multiverse of Madness, Um, and then I feel like, oh, Crush, I'm probably going to do too, the new movie on Hulu, Um, which is, you know, I've heard good things about it, Um, so I'll be interested to see if it's as good as I've heard. Um, So we'll wrap up there for today, and until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.